Hey, welcome to Autonomous Unity on the Solidarity with Autonomy Network, the SWAN. You're listening to Episode 41, uh, continued discussion of Tradition 8. We have a lot of questions. I think there were 20 or 22, I think, last week. We got to question 11, uh, somewhere in the, in the low 20s, and uh, we left it off halfway through 11 to pick up there. Uh, we've also had some very, very interesting questions added since then. So we'll try and tackle them all today. If we've got to go to a third week, we will. Uh, but Bill is on the line. He has uh, the question up. If you haven't heard the, the, the first one, uh, go ahead and listen to episode 40 if you haven't heard the other questions. Uh, really quickly, uh, I, I quoted the tradition last week and then looked it up to make sure that I, I quoted it right. Uh, but I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to do that again because I don't have it in front of me. Uh, Narcotics Anonymous should remain forever non-professional, but our service centers may employ special workers. And I'm sorry, if I was saying Tradition 11, I, I had my uh, mind on uh, on uh, <laughs> uh, question number 11. We're actually on Tradition 8. Uh, but Narcotics Anonymous should remain forever non-professional, but our service centers may employ special workers. That is Tradition 8, not 11. As I was having trouble re- going, wait, that's not the right tradition in my head. Uh, but anyway, so question 11, I'm going to let Bill go ahead and, and reread that, and we'll pick up where we left off. Okay, uh, question 11. Some of our services require skills or abilities we are unable to supply as volunteers. Most of us do not have the training necessary or the extra time required to fulfill these functions. And uh, last week we we were talking about uh, different types of services that it may uh, require, okay? Uh, mm-hmm. and uh, them services that we were talking about uh, were real simple secretarial uh, secretarial duties that uh, require 40 hours or more a week okay simple secretarial services are hiring a service like uh, an answering service to answer the phone narcotics anonymous uh, and then transfer them phone calls to addicts uh, that are actually on the phone list, okay, that perform the actual calls and and the 12-step calls that you have to go out on to get people to meetings, and then the 12-step work actually happens in the rooms, that no way do you ever get paid for providing 12-step work at all. Addicts do that, and only addicts do that. Uh, And as simple as it was, the only thing our phone service can do, and they still operate this way in the area I live in, they answer the phone, Narcotics Anonymous, how can we help? And then they refer it, they look at their phone list, and then they transfer the calls to whoever's on them time frames. And they just ask them, can you please hold a minute while I get you uh, someone on the line for you? Um, You know, and uh, it's real simple. Uh, they'll go through their phone list, and they got multiple people there just in case they can't get a hold of the first one. Uh, they have switchboards that they can call multiple people up if someone answers the phone, and then they just uh, connect the call, and that's it. They don't do any services in that light. And uh, them were the right. services we were talking about, okay, at that point of time, okay? Right, yeah. Uh, you know, with, uh, you know, with, uh most of them do not have the training necessary for the extra time required to fill these functions. I don't think it has to do with training because we can all learn uh, things through learning days and, and uh, providing our 
um, different trainings that some of us have had in our lives with one another, okay? Just like we wrote yeah. the basic text, okay? Uh, there were really none of us that were uh, knowledgeable in writing a book, but yet we wrote one, okay? We didn't yep. uh, rely on uh, professionals to do this for us. We wrote it, and uh, we had people that had some experience in cutting and pasting, and they taught us how to cut and paste. And so one of our little workshops before we got started was cutting and pasting, okay? Yeah, and, people uh, we don't know what we're talking about. If people are on there going, wait a minute, cutting and pasting didn't exist at that time, or if it did, very few people had knowledge of that if it existed in word processing. That's not where that term comes from. The original practice was that you would actually make make uh, you'd, you'd uh, Xerox copies. Uh, I guess I shouldn't use the term Xerox. That's a brand name. You should copy, make copies of uh you should make copies of, of the manuscript, and then you would cut it up and literally paste it onto another sheet of paper or a big wall, and you'd have multiple copies of this because you'd try it in different, different um, if you read the gray book, it's in a different order a lot of times in the basic text. You'd try it in different orders to see how the flow worked and, and how it read. And, and that, they were literally cutting and pasting, and that's where the cut and paste term comes from on your computers today. So that's why he thought they were literally cutting and pasting, and very few people had knowledge that this thing even existed or, or how to do that. And uh, yet they trained each other to do it. It was, yeah, well, it was what we did, uh, unbelievable. We had, we had white, we'd have whiteboards, okay, and then we would take, we would cut sections out, and we would paste it on to it flowed right, okay? It's just like yep, you know, exactly. operating in groups of three or four with some of the pictures are online, of the actual Memphis conference, okay, where we have cut and pasted to show you exactly what we did, okay? Um, yep. And that process was used out throughout the 80s in any of our literature writing, okay, because we didn't have the technology we have today. Uh, today, and you were there in Ohio where we used a different thing with cut and pasting on an actual computer, okay, where we would... Yeah, uh, yeah. Okay. Same thing, we had a big <laughs> overhead projector and we are cutting and pasting that way. Right. Yeah. Well, we still use the same process, but they, through technology instead. Yep. You know, which was kind of neat, and we can actually train one another how to do these things with a couple of us that got a little computer skills. I mean, I had a laugh because someone asked me uh, the other day, they says, uh, why don't you go to school for a computer uh, class? I said, you know, I already did that. And he says, well, uh, oh, you did? Yeah. I said, I got an A in the course, but I know nothing about it. Okay. <laughs> Yeah. yeah. <laughs> my professor yeah, told me. My professor told me. Uh, you know. Uh, yeah, it's like that. I, I did the best in the class, and I'm looking at him like I didn't learn a thing. So what's that say about him? <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, I've had a lot of those classes in high school and a little bit of college <laughs> that I went to that I, I got an A in the class and I knew nothing about the subject matter. I knew how to. I knew how to work the system, but I didn't know. I didn't know shit about the thing I was getting an A in. You know, it was actually a computer class. We we stole the teachers, uh, we stole the 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 manual, and uh, they were on mainframe computers. And my father used to work with Radio Shack doing some programming for them back in the day. So I understood some stuff about computers, not much, and I knew enough to to get into that mainframe because they didn't have anything password. And we'd copy the best students. We'd copy their work on the on the the lab work, the stuff you had to do on the actual computers. And then when the test came. We just memorized all the answers from the teacher's manual, and uh, <laughs> well, yeah, and I got a, I got an A in that class, I think, and I, I, well, know I got I, a new grade. I didn't learn a damn thing. I used to come home and tell my wife, "I don't understand the thing we're doing. 
okay? I don't comprehend what this guy's teaching us. And then I'd take a test and get an A, and my wife would look at me, what do you mean you don't understand a thing? And I'd be looking at her like, I don't know exactly anything we did in that class. I said, so I'm computer illiterate. Yeah. Could you help me on my computer right now? <laughs> yeah, I, I know how to memorize the answers. I don't know how to apply it. <laughs> I don't know, right. I don't know that. I don't know how to so I said, I told the guy, I'm not going back to take no more classes. I learned from people in NA instead. I understand when you wow. teach me hands-on on how to do these things, I'll remember that. You know, and so what right. I do is I seek other people's help in Narcotics Anonymous that get better computer skills to help me deal with my computer, a lack of computer knowledge. And so we teach one another in this program, which I think is a better aspect and I don't think we need to get caught up in hiring professionals for this type of service on how to do these things that we can do ourselves. You know, right. I'd rather have 1% of everyone's time than 100% of mine anyway. That's, as I was thinking about this question before the podcast, you know, you, we said, you know, we can have time to marinate on this because it was a really good question. That's one of the, you know, between weeks, and that's one of the things that, that really stood out in my mind was, one thing you had told me was, look, if, if everybody just gave a certain uh, an hour a week to service, there wouldn't be enough service to go around. And I did the math on it, and I went, "Holy shit, he's right." But but you almost have to, you almost always have to, you have to pull in other traditions. You got to look at the way services are structured. And this thing about we don't have the training, but there's another concept that came to mind, and it's called keep it simple, stupid. And it, it, I'm sure it predates the traditions. It might predate the steps or any twelve step fellowship. But this is a simple program. It, it really is. It's, it's not complex. The actual process of recovery might be difficult to face at times, but it's just about coming together on a local level. And when we are having services at a, at down at lower levels of service do things that we should be doing as a local fellowship, that creates part of the problem because we start doing things that, that aren't outrage that are public relations rather than, than public information or attraction rather than promotion. And it's so simple that, that everything should be handled at the local level that has to do with carrying a message at all. Anything a region needs to do, say a region public information or region H&I, a facility calls them, all they need to do is be able to reach out to the local community and say, okay, here's the area you need to contact in that area if it's an H&I thing or if it's something somebody's looking for meetings, they refer them to the home groups. All, all we need to be doing is coordinating the information at these lower levels of services, which is what As Is is based on. But we get into this other stuff. So if it's, we don't have the time and training, well, are we asking our services to do things that we should be doing? And then the other part of that with the time is, yeah, how much stuff can we do if, if everybody does a little? And then there comes down to those – it always comes down to mundane tasks because we're not professionals. And, and Narcotics Anonymous, it was, like it or not, it was not set up. Let me say this first. NA is, is for anybody who has a drug problem that has a desire to stop using. And, and anybody can come to us if they want to live our program. But Narcotics Anonymous is not set up, and we'll get into this in other questions more in detail, but it's not set up to, to match other treatment options or to be compatible with them. And then, I'm sorry, but NA is not for people who um, can somehow get a little cognitive behavioral therapy and manage their addiction for the rest of their life by only taking one opiate on, on, a, on a moderated basis or here's your daily dose. 
that's not what NA is for. That's not what we were set up for. NA is about total abstinence, and and it's that we don't need to know all this professional doctor stuff. What we need to do is get the word out to doctors that and, and treatment professionals that hey, if you have people that your methods aren't working for them, we're here. Send anybody to us you want. Just send them. But no, we're not gonna we're not gonna integrate into your program and let us use you for your treatment options. But here's, here's Narcotics Anonymous. Here's what we do. Here's what we're about. And if you have people that nothing else has worked, send them our way. And when we keep it simple and, and, and stick to what we were supposed to be doing, uh, it, we would bring more people into NA. You wouldn't have people come into NA and have bad experiences because they're, they're court-ordered in and, and people are getting their time reduced to tell who, who had a relapse in NA and who took a white chip and People, it, it, and we've talked about all that in the past, but it's, it really is about getting back to our basic principles, looking at the other traditions. You know, you, you pull in, you pull in uh, the anonymity that we should be keeping in, in Tradition 11. Uh, you keep the lack of professionalism. You, you talk about uh, the non-professionalism. You know, in, 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 the, in this tradition, and not having our services do too much or, or becoming professionals uh, in our groups or trying to do things that, that are not part of NA. And then you look at Tradition 7, and am I contributing? Am, am I contributing my time and talents that I do have? And then it does. It's just the mundane stuff. Okay, we need to hire somebody to answer phones for us. But we need to hire somebody to print our literature. Uh, we, we don't need to hire anybody to carry our message or to write it or to to make sure that we're compatible with other programs. And, and it, I didn't look up where it came from, but that thing is in quotations, and I know I recognize it from somewhere. I know that's a Nas justification piece. But number one, we do have the time. Number two, we have a large enough fellowship. We don't need the training. Uh, we have people with the training. And, uh, and number three, some of the stuff we think we need training for, we shouldn't be doing in the fucking first place. So I'm going to leave it at that. What's the next I'm question there, Bill? I got to say, well, I yeah. have one thing to say before we move forward, okay, on the next question. Yeah, definitely. It's real simple because the next question we got to find in the gray book anyway, okay? Uh, yep. Uh, but uh, this this whole thing, I think, uh, and I think it comes out of the gray book somewhere, or the baby blue in the traditions, okay? When it's when that question is there, uh, uh-huh. you know, and, uh, I think it's something Greg wrote, okay? Uh, you know, so that's why it's in quotations. But uh, wow, we use maybe this it's... to justify. Uh, World Services uses to justify to do everything that they're doing, okay? in this fellowship, and I believe there's very few things, very few things in Narcotics Anonymous that you have to need professional services for, and I think it's very limited, and the more that I think it it falls back on our accountability as groups to do what we're supposed to be doing and upholding our traditions and working together, and that's why I think we're writing a few good pieces right now. you know, through the fellowship service conference groups. One is communication. How well do we communicate? And I, I think it's the key uh, to our services that our groups provide on how well we communicate, how well do we communicate with our own membership, how much time are we willing to take out to actually carry this message, and how much time uh, are we willing to put aside okay, to communicate with other groups to work together to get these services provided that are needed to be provided. What I'm seeing is a hell of a lot of good literature that's up on the nahelp.org board now that's out for input and review. That's amazing stuff because we got a few members from a few different groups now 
working together throughout the world right now, uh, developing this stuff, okay, developing uh, the, the which I, I really, I mean, I, uh, I wish Bill C. posted our literature table, our separate literature table now, okay, that we, we, have, a, uh, we have two different literature tables, okay, one with a lot of the, yeah. the old stuff on, okay, that we use, and the one with the new stuff that we're input reviewing, okay, with the total, with the, uh, I mean, with, uh, with uh, uh, the accepted IP approved by the NA Home Groups through the Fellowship Service Conference, the five tools is on there with that. It's the only approved piece, but the rest of it is all the new stuff we're working on, and it looks gorgeous right. on this table. We actually are taking yeah, the I, table up now with all this new stuff. Yeah. And it's exciting because that's our input and review table there with one approved IP on it, okay? Oh, we also throw the old four-step inventory guide on there just to, to have it there, okay? Uh, yeah. You know, but uh, we have another eight-foot table over, you know, with all the old stuff on, okay? And if we put our books out... We'd have another eight-foot table. We could have uh, three eight-foot tables full of literature in our rooms, okay, that we yeah. either have accepted by our group, as approved by our group, and what's not approved is input and review, but we're putting it out so people can get a hold of it, start participating, <laughs> and get involved, okay? Yeah, and input and so review I'm so excited it. about this stuff, okay? I mean, uh, the Dutch just did it on Radio Free today. They just did their own public information uh, IP, okay, that they're putting out. You know, I had to tell them I can't input it because it's gorgeous. It looks really nice, but I can't input it because it's not in English, okay? Yeah, yeah. The English, so I'm asking them to translate it in English so our group can input and review it and see if we want to use it within our group to do public information work, okay? Right. And that we can do these things in the group services. We don't need professionalism for it. And it's very... Little things that gotta actually, where you have to use a professional service. We use a professional service to print our books, and that's all they do. They send us our books, okay? We handle them, get yep. them into the other groups. Uh, you know, yeah. so I think we covered that question. The next question is, what are these skills and abilities the Gray Book speaks of? What are these skills now, or abilities the Gray Book speaks of? And I don't know exactly yeah, where it comes from in the gray book here, but it has to come in the traditions. I don't know if you know where that comes it's from. Not in, it's, I would guess maybe tradition seven, but I know it's not in tradition eight. I've got tradition eight in front of me. Yeah. And I want to say some other things that, that last quotation that, that we don't know where it came from. I know it's been used by Nas. I know that for almost a fact because it was just familiar to me. And, and, and I, I, I kind of, I think I know a time frame when I, when I read it, but uh, the first time, I, I'm pretty sure I've heard that before. But if, if that's something Greg actually wrote, I'm, I'm just going to say this. Not every, first of all, we don't put members on pedestals, and none of, none of us are perfect. And not everything that Greg wrote was necessarily uh, in line with our traditions, especially later on. Uh, and I, I, I'm not trying to be sacrilegious, if that's what you want to think of it as. Uh, hell, half the stuff that comes out of my mouth, I, I, sometimes in the earlier podcasts, I, I look at it and I go, oh, shit, I, I really didn't have a good understanding, <laughs> you know. And, and maybe later in my life I'll look at this podcast and go, man, I, I, I was wrong on something. But, but just because Greg wrote something, if that's where that came from, I, I don't care who wrote it. It's bullshit. And, and I'm not saying that person is bullshit. 
I'm just saying it's bullshit and it's justification, that quote in that last check. But if, if you go into the Tradition 8 in our grade book, and it does apply to this, this question and the last one, he quotes the, and this is stuff that Greg, for the most part, did write. Jail did not help us at all. It's a quote from our original basic text. Jail did not help us at all. Medicine, religion, and psychiatry seem to have no answers for us that we could use. And I think that might have actually been written by Jimmy, that line. But then what uh, was probably written by Greg, it says, we ourselves have said, give us the ones you can't do anything with. Give us your hardest cases. We'll welcome them with open arms. And then it goes on to, t- it doesn't talk about ske- special skills and abilities in here uh, in this part of the gray book. Uh, I, I've read it. I just scanned it again. But, but it does talk about things like it says, this program has been called a hip pocket program. What did I just say? Keep it simple. This is a simple, it'll fit, it, the program will literally fit in your hip pocket. All this other writing we do is, is addicts experience strength and hope with the steps and traditions. We don't need to, to be over-specialized. And, and so I don't know where that came from, but the special skills and abilities are, are anything that we have that we can, that we can contribute. If it's, if it's, Bill already touched on it in the last question, the cutting and pasting, it's not limited to certain, and it's probably why nobody goes into to detail, because we're not professional. It's not this, oh, here's what it is, and, and here's, the, here's the skills and abilities that you need, and, and this is how it's supposed to run. It's because it's, it's not professional. We all, we all contribute what we have according to where it's needed uh, at the local level to, to reach out to these local addicts, and, and then we come together as a fellowship and, and might write literature to, you know, so that local fellowships can put this out worldwide. I think it's as simple as that. Well, here's uh, – I can't find it, okay, at all in the Eighth Tradition, like you said. But what, what I do find in the Eighth Tradition is really intriguing to me. These are the things that we, we are and how our program works. Uh, this is on page 110, line 4. These are the, are the things we are and how our program works. They are reality for us. We have our steps. We have our mobility. We really understand and care, and we are motivated by survival. All these things are contradictions to traditional recovery approaches and to professionalism. The professionals have no place in our fellowship. Our very nature prohibits us. Professionalism as such is not the problem. We recognize and admire the professionals and and his fear. Many of our members and the endeavors outside the fellowship have become professionals in their own right. It's just that there's no place for professionalism in NA. For our purpose, right. we have learned the therapeutic value of one addict helping another is truly without parallel. Our primary purpose is to carry the message to the addict still suffers. We do this to the best we can, and sometimes we need a little help. Volunteer work is the backbone of our service, but volunteerism works only to the best of their ability and only at their convenience. Some of our services require skills and abilities we're unable to ah. supply as volunteers. Most of us do not have the is. training necessary or the extra time required to fulfill these functions, okay? Our aid tradition and also recognizes is. this and tells us that we may employ special workers in our service centers. Without their help, we... we we might be able we might be able to respond to many of those who reach out for us to help and uh 
and that's where I was going over that professional service. That it's not a professional service. It's professionals that we use to connect the support system that we have established throughout the fellowship, okay, is what I talked about, like the phone line service system. They don't actually provide uh, carrying the message. What they do is just connect with our volunteer system we set up. And the same thing with mm-hmm. uh, printing, okay? It keeps us out of becoming professional printers as as groups for Narcotics Anonymous and what we cannot provide that service, what we can do is provide the service of setting up the drop shipments and things like that, transferring the money back and forth through our groups. And uh, we can allow a professional service to actually do the printing uh, because of the time and effort it takes to do that stuff. And we're getting books yeah. shipped in uh, from different printers, okay, and they're providing the, the actual printing of it. They're providing the, the services that are needed to get it printed, but they don't carry our message. They're just doing what we're instructing them to do, and they're accountable to our home group, and we're accountable to the other home groups that use our services of our home group to get the literature into their hands. Is that yeah. we're accountable to make sure that that literature is gets to them. If there's a problem, my part of my services for my home group is dealing with the problems, the communication with the professional services that we utilize, and holding them accountable. Uh, we got rid of one professional service that caused us major issues. Okay, and our home group yeah. had to straighten them issues out. I had to handle it for them, and we had to be accountable to everyone that sent us money. Okay. And only to those who sent us money, uh, and uh, we we let them know if they have any issues, they can come to our home group and talk about it within the group conscience. But this is how the home group decided to deal with it, and I'm just the head, the the the, the guy that's the in between guy here between the NA home groups and the professional service that messed us up. Okay, and now we're using yeah. a different professional service. Uh, that's given us a better quality of, of uh, piece of literature for us um, and uh, been negotiating and constantly negotiating to get better prices from them and, uh, you know, to get our great books, to get our baby blues from them, uh, getting them uh, better prices. It just means we got to uh, order more, more quantity and have to go through a different shipping method to lower the cost for the groups, okay? And we're handling that yeah. negotiation not through professionalism, but through my expertise that I learned through negotiation over the years through providing services in NA, being involved in conventions, uh, being involved in uh, some professionals uh, of my professional life, okay, in communication with professional services. I'm using them skills to throw into my volunteer services instead, okay? And I'm not a professional in them light, but I do have skills, and that may answer that them skills that I have, okay, and, you know, um, where I have some skills that I learned over the years because of NA, I was able to participate in the recording industry. I was able to participate in the, 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 what do you want to call it, the, the recording industry and the wrestling world, okay? I was able to communicate with all different types of, of companies and get some negotiation skills that I'm, I'm able to provide now as a volunteer within the fellowship. And that's yeah. helped me 
and help me to be able to provide services within the fellowship, you know, and give my time that I give back for the benefit of the groups. Yeah. Yeah, here's uh, I've, I've, I'm faced with a, I'm faced with a dilemma now, Bill, and it's not really a dilemma because I know the answer, but uh, I have two options because and let me just <laughs> I'm sure there's probably some people pulling out their hair going chubs. What the fuck are you talking about? That is in the eighth tradition. Greg wrote both of those things, and here's where they are. Now I am holding uh, some of you probably have it. It's a copy of the Gray Book. It's the one that it's not changed at all, but the lines are not numbered. Now, and I don't know. I can't remember how it is because I have a numbered. Co- I have multiple numbered copies as well. But on page 109, a lot of times in the Gray Book, uh, you, when you're uh, they, the the sentence will just break off, and that'll be the end of it. There's a big space at the bottom of 109, and it looks like the eighth tradition is over. When I reread this for the podcast. I didn't turn the fucking page. <laughs> it's all right there on the next page. So, so I got two options now. I can, can practice a tenth step, and uh, when I'm wrong, promptly admit it. Or I can, or there's the temptation to go back and edit all that shit out that I just said, and I'm not going to. Uh, and, and there's 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 two things with this. Number one, I know I have heard that or something very similar quoted, uh, either by Nas or Nas supporters, read or heard that. I'm pretty sure I've read that in some sort of literature for the SSP not too many years ago. Um, but regardless of, of where that came from or where in my mind I think that came from, there's two things I, I want to say as far as that, uh, that quote from the last question about many of us. And I've always said addicts do not do context well, and I was just guilty of this. And I'm not uh, – if Greg had just wrote that and as a standalone piece, I'd still, still – there's some things Greg wrote, and I'm not going to go into what they are here, that, that they're just, in my opinion, wrong. Uh, but as far as that piece goes, if you hear that stand alone, it, it's total and utter garbage. But when you read everything written prior to that about here's what we need to be doing and, and here's keep the program, the, the paragraph you read just prior to that, it puts it in context. It's, it's like we get in this big argument about, well, there's no must in NA. Uh, we had to take that out because our basic text says we must do this and we must do that if we want that. And it's like, hold up, what's the context? Well, here it is. The context of that is he's just set up the framework. And, and, and when you get into, okay, what are the special skills and abilities required? And, and there are some, still some things I disagree with that. There are certain things he's talking about in the service structure. Now, Greg helped offer a service structure that became something it should never be. And I'm just going to be honest, I don't think Greg ever was fully able to detach himself from that when, when – what eventually became Nas turned that into a monster. But I, I think from the giddy-up, and I've said this before, sometimes we just got some shit wrong. We did put, even when we were getting it more right than wrong, a little too much on our services back in the day. We, we allowed them to do things they shouldn't do, and we know that's true because if we hadn't done that, we wouldn't have an issue with who owns the basic text or our groups allowed to reprint it or, or any of this stuff. So when I, when I read that in context, Right there, it does make perfect sense to me, and, and there's only a few things I would disagree with. And, again, that's just, that's just what I would disagree with. That doesn't mean I'm right, but rather than edit this podcast and try and save face, I'm just going to take the lumps and say, okay, so if you were saying, hey, Chubbs, you're a dumbass and you didn't research this properly, guess what? I'm a dumbass and I didn't research this properly. All I had to do was turn the page, and I have read that whole tradition before, but I don't have an iodetic memory, and, and uh, you know, reviewing for this podcast, I'd I didn't read the whole tradition. Sorry, folks. So, well, that's uh, why, you know, we, 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 here, here's what we're trying to do. We're trying to answer questions, okay? Uh, mm-hmm. and, they, and, and I thought it came out of the gray book, and that's why I pulled my gray book. And my gray book, the, the one that I had printed up, okay, uh, it, 
you know, has their yeah, line numbers in, but it one. also is my leather one, okay, that I can open up and lay open, okay, and, yeah. uh, which makes it easier for me to study out of, okay? And I knew well, I'm pulling out my the words. You know, I heard the words, and I'm thinking about the gray book because I'm thinking the people that are answering these questions are reading the gray book now. Uh, yeah. And uh, But if we don't put down a page number and line number where the questions are coming from, okay, uh, we got to uh. do the research, okay? And, and that creates a little <laughs> bit of uh, issues here because – you know, I'm I'm looking, and I got to study the gray book. Then I got to go through the traditions to find uh, when they're quoted like that, there, where they came from, what they're talking yeah. about, and then when they have questions like, "What are these skills or abilities the gray book speaks of?" Where's it coming out of the gray book? It 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 uh, basically is not that you're wrong. The standalone quote creates. Yes, it's been used as a justification. Okay. It's been used as a justification for world services to do what they're doing, okay? And they're a professional service today is what they are. They're not a volunteer-based service anymore. And they actually have taken on so much of the volunteer-based services and destroyed the backbone of the fellowship, which we talk about in this tradition here. When I was reading that, it's talking about our backbone. It's talking about yeah. and, and how well we communicate. And that's why there's such a need for us to write a piece on how well we communicate, how do we communicate, and more than just the level of personal recovery, because the one we're writing is about personal recovery, but I think we need to write when, when we participate within the group structure and how well we communicate to carry our message is so important in this volunteer-based services that we talk about within our fellowship. You know, yeah. And uh, I think if we do that... And, and that's why these here podcasts, this, you know, what we're, we're doing here is what Greg and I and Dave used to do at times and what Jimmy and I used to do and Joseph at times when we just have discussions and we ne- and then we say, why did we ever record them discussions? Okay? <laughs> there's so much yeah. in them that we can go back to. Just like here, there's so much in here we can go back to now and we can discuss it. And, and what I hope are that when people get these podcasts, they're going into the book, they're discussing it, they're talking about it, and they're talking about better how to do our services and not get outside our traditions but stay within our traditions and not to allow a monster that we're dealing with today where a professional service has taken over our fellowship and now we have a professional services instead of volunteer base where the backbone has been ripped out is what's happened. And I think that's why it's great that we can discuss this here and go over this here, okay? And I believe we answered what are these skills or abilities the great book speaks of, yeah. okay? okay well, you're, you're right there, the, Bill. The stuff we're talking oh, about, the skills and our abilities lie within our volunteer-based services, okay, is what, mm-hmm. what I believe it, what it's talking about. And then it has yeah. the 13, it does a special worker have to be an addict or an NA member? I think that's real simple. A special worker does not have to be, and I prefer not have to be an NA member to stay out of our services, okay? Yeah, you know, I, uh, I, I talked a little about what our predecessors had written last week, and, the, and in their long form they talk about in cases where they would otherwise have to hire from outside their fellowship, but that's another one that just, and again, what we adopted as non-negotiable was the short form, but I, I don't think, I think you're right there. I think it's better uh, to have um, somebody outside of Narcotics Anonymous in the professional stuff because when we keep it separate that we're not using them to carry our message, 
now we're not now we're not creating addicts whose whose lives and income are dependent on NA. And and then there's a big difference again between a special worker and and a career professional. Is is a special worker more of an entry level position that pe- these people are eventually going to move on to other things or could or supplement their income or is a special uh, worker hey, this is what you're going to do the rest of your life. You know, I, I think I know the answer to that, but I don't know for sure. You know, maybe a special worker is somebody with a highly specialized skill set, like a printer, that that's what they're going to do. They own a printing business, and we employ them from time to time. But they're not employed by Narcotics Anonymous. We contract with them in those cases. So, you know, right. so here, here's, the, here's, here's, here's the specific. We don't form a relationship with them where you are our printer for the next five years. We... We, we, here's the job we need done. Here's what we will pay you to do it. And they go, yeah, that's profitable for me. Let's go. Or they go, no, sorry, can't do it. But, uh, yeah. And I just pulled out, just so people know, I just pulled out a different, uh, gray book that I have here. That, the other one that is numbered, it does go to the bottom of the page. It's just, uh, I don't know if it's a font <laughs> issue. I think it's a, I think it's a spacing issue in this reprint where it didn't go, that none of them, most of them don't go to the bottom of the page. And this one ended so high up that I just, huh, cut off sentence. Yeah, like uh, I think it's the very first page of the gray book, or it's it's very early where there's the cutoff sentence that doesn't finish. <laughs> so yeah, there it is. And I'm not going to blame anybody for for uh, you didn't submit the the line numbers for me uh, jumping the gun. That's my character defects. But at the same time, it does it also does help us if you're quoting something to let us know where it came from, so we can find the the right context that it's in. But uh, I'll still stand by everything I said if if that's a standalone statement. But uh, yeah, yeah, you put that into perspective, and wow, that's unbelievable. Well, I think it's really, that question is real simple, like you said. And the next one, can we hire an NA member as a special worker? Yeah, you can, but I think the problem exists, and I like to look at the problems that exist when we do that, is they assume their service work at this being service work then, okay? Even they're getting a paycheck, and that's a major issue we have today with knowledge in corporate being run by our World Service Office, totally by NA members, and they're getting confused, and now they're interfering with our services throughout the fellowship, and they're sending people all over. I mean, when you got uh, a guy that's, that's – uh, Providing serve, he's going around a paid employee from the World Service Office, going to regions, and providing training uh, for mm-hmm. NA services. Which way are, are they conducting these services? They're actually conducting them where we're not sharing of experience, but what they're sharing is the direction they want you to go in to be in compliant with knowledge and corporate instead. And yeah. that becomes a major issue now that we hired. These here, uh, these NA members to participate in the World Service Office, they're no longer providing the service. They're by their their employment and that income that's coming in that office is more important than NA home groups and the services we provide in our volunteer base. So they're dismantling the the NA volunteer base instead and making you dependent on an office instead is what's happening. Yeah, and that's what I think. Well, you, know, it's you have so to look at it anyway. Go ahead. I'm sorry. Right. We got this delay. Yeah, well, that's the, the whole ahead. issue you got to look at. Okay, is that uh, that uh, when you hire an NA member, what's the what? What are the pros and cons of that? And uh, yeah, you know, uh, and I think the cons outweigh the pro. Basically, I would rather stay yeah. away from. 
I mean, I could see a service, a printing service saying, I don't care if it's owned by an NA. I, I could care less if it's owned by an NA member. If an NA member owns it, please don't tell us that you own it, okay, if you're going to bid on our jobs. Okay, yeah, exactly. we're looking for the best possible service okay, for that job, and if you can't provide that, hey, we're not hiring you. I'm sorry. It, your NA membership yeah. should come into no play there on providing that service that we're hiring to print our books, okay? I don't know. Yeah. The, the, our printer we're using today, I don't know if, if they're involved in Narcotics Anonymous or not, and it's of no essence. You were hiring you to provide us a service, and, we, and, and if we find somewhere else that can provide the same service but better at a lower rate, guess what? Say, Levy, we're going to give you a chance and tell you, here's what we can get it for. You want to meet the prices. Since you worked with us, are you willing to meet the prices? Here's here's the qual- yeah. the quality of the book that they're willing to provide this service with. Can you meet the, the 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 quality and can you meet the service that's needed to provide it to us? Okay, can you lower that cost right. and still be competitive with this other company? And and that's how the business world works. Okay. And our group, yeah. if we're going to provide that service for other groups, we want the best quality, we want the lowest price we can get for them to provide that service as our home group, okay? And uh, right. we rely on a professional service to print it, to get it to us. We distribute it throughout the fellowship. We do not, we did not, we're not, we have not been able to set up a service yet. And I would prefer not to set that service up after I saw what happened with the dog tag services, okay? Where yeah. a group in, in, in Cincinnati turned it over to the company and the company started putting it out and then knowledge and company incorporated one after the company, and now the dog tags ain't available because of it, so I'd rather keep it within the group structure and then not yeah. know where, what services we are using so they can't go after them services instead, okay? Uh, yeah, and, and here's the thing. Us, they, they, didn't, uh, they didn't lose a uh, – oh, go ahead. Sorry. I don't come after our home No, no, just let them come after our home group is what I'm saying, okay? Right. And, and yeah. we'll deal with it. We're not going to fold, Okay. <clears throat> Yeah, and, and here's the deal with that. People, they did not lose a legal battle. What happens in these cases is Nas will send a cease and desist letter. People, now this is not, that's not a court document. That's something an attorney sends threatening legal action. And, and what happens in those cases is companies go, fuck that, it's not worth our time no matter who's right. And most of them just take Nas at face value. Um, I'll tell you this for a fact, Nas doesn't even come after these home groups when they know we're doing this stuff because they know they're going to lose. Had, had Nas, had that been done through a home group, um, Nas wouldn't have touched it if, if, if it was the home group putting it out or even well, say uh, even that, they, they wouldn't have come after it. Well, that's where this home group who comes to our conference got involved with the other people in Narcotics Anonymous, okay, out in the West Coast basically, okay, to direct them on how to deal with this. And this has been their direction. Oh, just turn it over to the company. Let them handle it. Well, and I, we advise against that and says, hey, let your home group handle it. If you're not willing, you know, our home group doesn't want to take the extra task on, but I'm sure there is a home group within our structure that's willing to take that task on. But if we have to, we would, okay? And uh, yeah, but we prefer that you do it and uh, take the money through your home group and you provide the sending of of the boxes instead, okay, to the groups. Well, they chose not yeah. to do that, and this is the results they have now because they chose to allow a professional service to to handle something that would have been better equipped for the groups to handle. But uh, when yeah. it comes to uh, can we hire an NA member, a special worker? Now I went back on the, on the previous question, okay. Uh, yeah, but uh, 
I, I really think it's better for a home group to provide these services for other home groups and to communicate together to do what we can't do alone together. And that's all we're doing is doing what we can't do alone and let them come after our home group, okay? Simple facts. We're not going to fold. We'll meet them in Philadelphia Federal Court, and, and we'll win the case, and they're not going to. That's why they don't come there. And then the next yeah. one question is, uh, do we as a fellowship pay money to outside organizations for services of which they make profit? Yes, we do. Uh, the, 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 the company that's making printing books makes money, okay? Simple facts. They're making money on them books. We're negotiating what we fear is a fair price, okay, for them books, okay? Uh, is the yeah. double talk making money on their, on their services? Yes, they're making money. We negotiate a fair price that our group's going to afford to hire that service to do the professional part of it, that, and that's just answering. We're not, so we have that phone being answered Narcotics Anonymous 24 hours around the clock without any interruptions because we feel it's that important that no addict calling in that line has to sit and wait, okay, because we see what happened to volunteer services, and we give them enough phone numbers that they can contact enough of us, okay, uh, to get that information from us, okay. So uh, they just do the communication part of it, get hooking them up with addicts, that's all. But that's, uh, uh, you know, just some real simple stuff, okay, that uh, – that uh, we need to remember is when we're doing these things uh, that we're providing a service and uh, that that professional service, okay, does make money. Uh, we're, we're, we negotiate the best deal possible, the lowest deal possible, with the best quality of service, okay, that we can get from them is what we're doing, okay? Yeah, and let me, let me add, for them to not make money would violate our seventh tradition because the minute a company says, oh, you're N.A., you're, we, we agree with what you're doing, and we like your cause, so we're going to give this to you at cost. Uh, unless they're a nonprofit, a true nonprofit, I'm not talking about the talk tax code that provides that service to everybody at cost, uh, at their operating cost, for us not to pay them and have them make a living on it, it equates to them making a donation to our fellowship. They're giving us, they're giving us a, per, a portion of free books or, or whatever it is. We, we have to pay our own way. That's all throughout our, our seventh tradition is, or is very strongly emphasized. We pay our own way. And, and, and for us, if, if they didn't make a profit, it would stand in violation of our seventh tradition, which is also maybe another argument for why NA members should not become involved with uh, getting paid for what could otherwise be service work. You know? It's different if I own a book printing company and that's what I do for a living and I print many books and NA happens to be a client. But if all I'm doing is specializing in that that field that might be another another issue with which yeah i'm going to save that for later questions that have recently come yeah, up well that's just uh yeah i think that answers that 14 uh and here's another one 15 that we at the fellowship pay money to outside organization for service on which they make a profit we already answered that one now okay yeah, that was I mean, there's many other services about. we there's many other services that we we do hire. We hire uh, a convention facility, we uh, spiritual retreat facilities. I mean, when we have our fellowship service conference, we hire we we basically pay that facility so much money for having that facility. So yes, they're making money. Okay, all right. Yeah, and that uh, was the question I was answering was fifteen. Yeah, but that's uh, real simple. I think there. Okay. Uh, I think that answers 15, 16. 
what's so special about special workers? What kind of task are they qualified to do? Why can't it be done by group members? Uh, we do everything we can do about with uh, with uh, group members, okay, the way we operate in our fellowship, all the groups that are involved in the fellowship service conference, the European fellowship service conference now, we're relying heavily, and 99% of our stuff is being done outside of printing, okay, and a lot of our printing is being done on home computers also, okay. Uh, there are some of our groups that don't get books through through the services that we're providing. They print them on their home computers, okay. Uh, yep. You know, they're, they're settling for which they say, uh, which I don't really. I think it's a lot of their own um, personal donations. Okay, uh, it's like one group told them, "Well, you're you're uh, you're providing this here. I, I know you can't print this this cheap on your computer because I have a computer like you. Okay, <laughs> and uh, so yeah. here's some money for what you did. Okay, all right. Uh, you know, thank you for the books. Till we get till we get great books through the. Uh, to the historical perspective group that's going to be getting this book now from the printer. Thank you for providing that service for our group. Here's the money. Here's how much we feel we owe you, okay, as a donation. And they're passing a donation on to that other group, okay, for sending them some gray books, okay, and some other literature. You know, uh, but they're going to go through our group to get the the, the baby blues and uh, and uh, the gray books instead then, okay, because they want the nicer quality book there. You know, so that there, but there's nothing special. The word special, I don't know why we use no. that word special well, to start I, with. I, I know why they do. I actually do. If you, um, and again, this goes back to, number one, for those of you who English isn't your first language, English may evolve quicker than any other language. And special had, I believe, both meanings back then, but it's used far more today when we say special, like you're special, like you're above everybody else, you're a superstar, you're a shining star. That's not what special meant in that context, and it still has this meaning today. But when you look at our traditions and we talk about, you know, we don't do specialization. When we're talking about we're not professional, we don't specialize, you know, we don't have specialized uh, therapists who come in to our meetings, even as NA members, and, and give our members therapy. Special workers are those mundane functions, specialized, and it's, it's the way you have two things going on. I'm just going to say it because it's the history. In AA, where they wrote these traditions back in the uh, late 40s when they were initially writing these things, you're talking uh, about, A, it's still primarily a group of, of white businessmen who founded this fellowship and they had a, a unique jargon that comes through in their writings that, that is it's, it's kind of like uh, if you heard my peer group and and as a hey man that's a bad motherfucker right there well if some dude in the 1800s heard that he's going to think oh that's a horrible person who has sex with his mom uh i know that's vulgar but that's the difference in language that word special means where there are specialized functions and it made a lot of sense to the people who wrote it at the time when they wrote it where there are specialized functions this you know we don't have specialization in carrying our message but where there are specialized functions that that the the local group just cannot provide on a volunteer basis either because none of us have professional printing skills or the the guy in the group who owns a print shop 
you know, can't provide at the price we need or, or whatever, whatever. Where there are specialized skills required, it is okay to hire people to fulfill those needs on behalf of a group or a collection of groups. It, it's talking about specialization, and it's not specialization in carrying the message. It's we are not professional, but we are service centers where we – the, the things we use as and, and our service centers tend to be not physical places in NA at the local level, and, and probably uh, we should stick to that as much as possible. But where there is specialization required, like printing books, that's what the word special means. And it's it's uh, I know that's a long explanation for a simple thing, but there is a reason they use the word. It's just we don't understand special in that context today. Well, that's the issue. I mean, there is nothing special about the special worker, okay? There is specializations no, that they provide, okay, as you, you described yeah. here, okay? And, uh, yeah, that's there why is they use special, it. Uh, that's special the way this is in content. What's so special about the special workers, okay? Yeah. Nothing, zero, is what I'm saying. No, no, zero. Yeah, no, it's exactly. What they're providing what the is a specialization in a service uh, that we choose to utilize a professional service for, uh, that we hire and fire as so see fit, okay? All right? Yep, exactly. Uh, and what, what kind of task are they qualified to do? And I said earlier, I answered this earlier, I thought secretarial stuff, answering a telephone, narcotics, and and that's the extent of it, and then putting you in, in base with, uh, with uh, the volunteer services instead, just hooking the volunteer services up with that, and the other is the printing of literature. And uh, if you want to... Uh, they can do all their stockpile, and if they want to print extra books and have them sitting there waiting for me to put them, that's their business, okay? Uh, at this point, I just order them when we get the money put together. When I get enough money accumulated, we order the books, and they print them. It takes them a t it's a 10-day printing process, okay, for them to get them printed, mm -hmm. and then they ship them to me, uh, you know, whether it's a 7-day or 21-day shipping process we're using, they set that up for us. I don't get involved with that. What I get involved with is when they drop the books off at my house, I bring them in, I go through it, making sure we got what we, we, what we ordered, and then I start boxing them up and reshipping them from my house for the group. Now we're back to the volunteer-based services again, okay, where our group provides this service. I take them to the post office. I need other group members to help me. I get them to help me, okay. Uh, when the Dutch were here, I got Eric to help me with some of the stuff, okay, getting the, the boxes of books uh, to, to the post office before he went back to Holland, okay? So the the, yeah. the, the Hangalo group helped us in that in getting them there, okay, from Holland, helped me get them put out, okay? And then the other groups got their yeah. books, and they, they were happy to get their books, okay? And uh, But the, it's all that we do is we provide a service, a service that we feel that we are not capable of handling, and that's mass production of printing at a quality uh, book that people can have, be to have the best quality book in their rooms, the best readable one that we feel we have to help others, okay? And I think yeah. that's important that we provide that service, okay? Uh, you know, and uh, I, I think that answers, you know, what's so special, nothing special about them, and uh, what kind of task. I think we dealt with this in various questions yeah. before. And I just want to touch some of them services again. And, uh, yeah. then, you know, so I think we answered that one pretty full. Uh, 17, yeah, when a group is cooperating with government agencies and letting them know of the attendance of members who is court-managed, that opening the door to inviting professionals or government per persons into the group, yes. 
and I'll say simple. And one of the reasons is, okay, they're monitoring their clients, okay? That's the first issue. If we're if we're rarifying their clients, okay, and uh, something happens with that client, they may send people into our meetings to see what's going on, okay? And and here's the major and issue. Yeah, and they will because 99% of the groups of Narcotics Anonymous today are open meetings. They're not closed anymore. So now we've opened ourselves up even more by having open meetings, uh, so many open meetings, and now we're dealing with a lot of outside people within our rooms, okay? Not saying they can't yeah. come into closed meetings, okay, and not say a word, uh, and we won't even know they're there. But when we're cooperating at that level, and I, I, I think it's an affiliation. I really don't think it's a cooperation anymore. I think no, it is an affiliation. Time. The moment we, we sign cross- those court cards, it's an affiliation. Yeah, I think we affiliate ourselves, ourselves with government agencies, okay? And I, I think it's really a, a big stick we're in Narcotics Anonymous today because World Services is basically directing, directing uh the groups to do this because they are in the process and they just negotiated uh, a little over a year ago, they negotiated a big deal to sell basic tax into the prison systems of California, okay? And that was as a counter to uh, the groups in California that were getting the baby blues into their prisons, okay? So they countered that by uh, affiliating with the agencies to sell literature, okay, and then they're directing their fellowship to sign these court slips because they're, they've gone beyond cooperating, and cooperating with the with the federal institutions is basically letting H&I go negotiate to get meetings into the facilities, okay, and not giving control yeah. of, of, of the meetings, but fitting within their guidelines to get our meeting in, in there to carry the message to let people know Narcotics Anonymous exists for when you get out of here. And and uh, we, we've left that there area a long time ago. We're no longer cooperating. We're affiliating as, as by allowing Nalls and Corporate to do all this negotiation and then directing their groups to follow suit and follow in line. And that's why they're sending, like I said, these paid employees into Kentucky, into Ohio, and into other states around and around the world, paid employees to come in and direct your services on how to work within their structure instead. And so now we have an affiliation with with uh with uh with uh government agencies throughout the world now. You know. And uh and we've we've opened the door and it's inviting the professors or government persons into our groups. I mean, and we started this years ago at another level, which I want to touch on, okay? And I remember yeah. this when I went to the White Deer Run Rehabilitation Center years ago. It doesn't matter the name of it, but I was in rehabilitation. And the counselor would pick who he felt were the best people and best behavior would go to the outside meetings, okay? And then yeah. the counselor uh, would take you to the meetings, but that place, they didn't go in with you, Okay. A lot of these places today are taking their people and they're sitting in the rooms and monitoring their, their clients in the rooms. And, uh, yeah. You know, are we providing, are we affiliating? Yes, we're affiliating when we allow this to happen. They're bringing them into the, all these here set open meetings that are basic tech study meetings even, okay, or uh, whatever types of books they're studying. And they're asking these people to open up with a counselor there, uh, sitting there, Whose responsibility if these people say something, they got to go back and turn them in at the institution if yeah. they opened up something. Uh, 
you know, and, and that's a major issue. Or you can have a parole agent in, sitting in there and monitoring their clients and say, hold it, this guy just shared about committing a crime. Well, he's going to jail now. You know, and yeah. that's happening because of this here, uh, uh, what I call affiliation, not cooperate today. Yeah, I, uh, I, I, I'm going to say that the, 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 that as soon as we report attendance to government agencies, we violate every tradition. The 12th tradition tells us anonymity is the foundation of all our traditions. Where's the anonymity in that? Where, where is that person's anonymity? The, the moment we do that, the traditions are violated, in, in my estimation or my opinion, whatever you want to call it, my experience. And, again, I've, I've told this story before. I, I was in a, a small a small town that was near a, a metropolitan area where we had that type, the affiliation was unbelievable, and it was it was literally about a quarter of the meetings on any given week were who who snitched on me a drug court. This is bullshit because they, the treatment center that was entrusted with things by the drug court and and to monitor even the outpatient, they would cut your time if you would report who the relapsers were. And it was it's not speculation. It was no secret. Everybody knew that was going on. They got so out of control there that the the local judge was requiring sponsors to sign off on step work for the fucking court. And it got ridiculous. That's, that's the end result of it. But that's uh, probably not the end. That's, that's where we're at with it now. But uh, it, it's probably going to get much worse in, in those communities. But at the same time, where the government actually just runs NA, uh, which they're kind of already doing. <laughs> but, but, yeah, it, it does. The moment, we, the moment we step foot into that arena, we violated every tradition, and our 12th tradition tells us that. Well, that creates a major, you know, creating major problems for us, okay? And uh, i got to go downstairs. Hold on. I'll be right back. Okay. So that creates a major problem for us, okay, is what I'm seeing. Yeah, it okay? does. And uh, it needs to be discussed amongst the groups. The groups need to start uh, getting policy in this area, okay? All right? That does not affect them as a whole any longer, okay? All right? Uh because it's it's creating major issues for us as a fellowship, and uh, yeah, well, you're it's all being it's all being led by a corporation that's like I said, sending out professionals to speak in our service structure throughout the country and throughout the world now to direct our services. You know, uh, paid employees directing our services and then justifying and rationalizing their behavior. Okay, all right. And we yeah. have to be very aware of what we're getting involved in with this stuff now. Yeah. You know, that's um, my major concern well, because it's really crossed yeah, the line with the affiliation. Yeah. Well we've transitioned into question eighteen. Um and they're they're kind of they're it's almost like they could have almost been the same question, but I'm glad they separated. So if a special worker involved in public information uh is it wrong if they promise the government agencies if, such as probation offices and drug courts, that we will verify a mandated person's attendance in our meetings. Now, we've already touched on why we shouldn't be doing that in the first place. Yes, it's wrong, and the reason it's wrong is uh, how do they make a promise on behalf of home groups that, that either, A, they, they're not a member of, uh, or, B, before they've heard that home group's conscience? I, I'm a member of the Alive and Free Nomads home group of Narcotics Anonymous. When somebody asks me a question about something we can do, I can't give the answer right away. I have to go back and talk about it with the home group, even if I'm 99.999% certain what they're going to say. Uh, 
and sometimes what we're going to say doesn't agree with the conscience when we actually go to group conscience and, and, and seek the will of a loving higher power, what we had in mind ends up not being the direction that we go. And so, yeah, how, how like I said, the question 17 kind of answers question 18 uh, on all the reasons it's wrong to do that in the first place. And maybe that question assumes that there's a justification and we're going to say, yeah, this is when it's okay. Um, <laughs> but, yeah, no, nobody can make that promise on behalf of the home group. And I know Nas does that. Nas has made that promise on behalf of my home group, uh, but our home group doesn't use Nas and never has. Uh, so, yeah, it, it's like if I were to go out and, and make a promise on behalf of choose any company, uh, Sears and Roebuck, if that uh, is still a, what they call it, I don't even know. I'm trying to speak on something I don't know and not. I can't make promises on behalf of a corporation that I, and if I do, they're not binding. That a special worker making promises on behalf of my home group isn't empowered to do so. They're not a member of my home group. Yeah, and, and, and as far as being a special worker, in that role, they're not a member of Narcotics Anonymous. They're an employee of Narcotics Anonymous. Uh, they're an employee of a service structure, whatever it is. But uh, you know, as an employee, I, I, I can't – I'm not going to say the company I'm employed by, but if, if, if I'm employed by a certain corporation, I don't get to speak and make promises for that company. I, I, I can't do that. I, I, can't, I can't go negotiate a business deal over in, in – China or Iran on behalf of, of the company that currently employs me. I'm just not empowered. Well, the special worker is not empowered to do anything on behalf of my home group. It's wrong in every way for a special worker to make any promise, regardless of if it's within the traditions or not. It violates group conscience. Back to you, Bill. Hey, yep, uh, I was gone there for a minute. I'm sorry. Oh, sorry. But, no, it's uh, all good, brother. Well, I got kicked off. I, just, yeah, I had to call back in. Okay. Oh, wow. Yeah, I didn't I was know that. You were still talking. <laughs> I was happy you were still talking, okay? Right? Good thing I'm long-winded. <laughs> yeah, I was happy you were still talking, okay? Because uh, well, I was I just think like, oh, my what God. You, what you said in 17 and what I just said in 18, we addressed it. But the bottom line came down to it's, it's wrong for a special worker to make any promise on behalf of a home group. They're not, they don't represent the conscience, and the conscience hasn't been taken yet. Well, that's what I've been talking about, okay, right there in itself, uh, that uh, it's totally wrong in what they're doing, okay? Uh, and it's, it's really affected our fellowship as a whole. And the problem is most of the fellowship is looking for this here now because they forgot to do, they forgot how to do primary services at the group level. Uh, mm-hmm. That has stopped the cease, and they're relying on these people to come in now, professionals, to do this stuff. And when it goes to public information, it really concerns me, okay, because I did extensive years at World Services from uh, 84 to 89 in world public information, okay? And that's one thing we yeah. never, ever got involved in, making promises for the groups. What our primary focus point was to be a vehicle to assist groups and only in communication to make sure – that the regions were getting the information back to the areas and the areas were getting the information back to the groups so the groups could provide them services. And our job was only to coordinate that effort. If if we knew a big national conference was in your area, that we would coordinate with the local uh, uh, committee that was communicating with their groups to man that, that facility, that we could make a commitment to say, yes, we're going to be physically there. We'll send in the World PI Vice Chair or someone from the World PI Committee to work with the local groups, okay, to make sure 
we got a boat. We can send the boat in for you, okay? Uh, we have public information, informational literature. We can man that boat. Uh, or if you, you know, we prefer if your group, ha if your group and area has the literature to put the literature in there, we'll just put our boot there for you, okay, to put your stuff in, okay? Uh, you know, and, and that's how we did it back then. We did not take over these services that they're doing today, where they're making promises, or they're going in and they're providing these services, and the groups don't even know they were in their area. That's the crazy part. A lot of times you yeah. talk with the groups, and you know World PI was here. I mean, no, well, it's not even World P. Now it's the office personnel handling, okay? Professionals handling these services that groups used to handle. Now it's professionals from the office making these here type of promises. And they're talking for the groups, and that's why they're sending their professionals around now into these local areas like in Kentucky and in Ohio where they've been a lot in the last year, okay, in them two states with their professional services directing their group to, to make sure uh, – that they're they're um, that the groups are falling in line with the office instead, and that's where we it's wrong, totally wrong. Okay, and that's all I can say anymore about that. Yeah, and uh, you know why is narcotics anonymous and service centers clearly separated from traditions? I think we actually answered that already because of all these sheer negatives that have happened with these sheer, uh, you know, uh, service centers that when we. We create our primary service center, and they keep write, writing about it. Our primary service center is World Service Office Incorporated. Well, that, that service center, uh, you know, uh, has clearly violated every tradition we're about, and they've taken over the responsibilities of groups, and they've destroyed, I believe, the, the backbone of our service, which is local groups, local members, providing these services as carrying the message. And I think, uh, you know, they are a tradition, and people should remember they 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 are a tradition. Just, where they're created is uh, when you look at it. Where they're created, uh, we may create service boards or committees directly responsible. And the eighth tradition is where we create and can create. Our college members forever, non-professional, but our service centers may employ special workers. In the eight traditions where you create the uses of service centers, and they have justified and rationalized the whole thing of creating this year major service center that's affecting NA as a whole now today, and actually directing well, and, our services instead. And they've, yeah, they've, they're not our primary service center. They are at best a tertiary service center. There are groups that have service centers, and they they had them back in the seventies. I read where Grateful Dave had written about one. It might just be a warehouse where they have books, and then there's a hotline, and they distribute. from The primary service center is at the group level. The secondary service, if the groups have one, and it may be at, a, at, a, at an area level, but, it, but it, it, if, if they even have one, a lot of us have service centers and don't even realize it because it's a virtual service center. We have these web pages. People come to it. does the same thing as a service center. We do have service centers in Narcotics Anonymous. They're, they're called your, your home group's web page or your, your, your areas. That's the primary service center. The secondary service center is region. The tertiary service center is world. It's way down the list, and it's where they should be referring people to the secondary and primary service centers to where they can get the real help. But what I'm saying is they're, they're writing today. Yeah, okay? they are. I'm, not, I'm, I'm referring to what they're writing is today and why it's totally wrong. They are writing yeah. that World Service Office is your primary service center. 
They want you looking yeah. to that service center. They want you dependent on that service center that's affecting NA as a whole and the, and basically taking over all our services, okay, and, as by mm-hmm. paid employees instead. So now you have paid employees providing the service that groups used to do. And uh, yeah. you have to have a, a grammatical shift within the fellowship to understand this here that what has happened and what needs to be restored is your primary service center has to start at the group level, and the service center you may create and not create if you choose to, okay? Right. Uh, you know, your your primary service center may be a box in your room, okay, at your group or your yep. literature, okay? <laughs> you get your <laughs> literature yeah. out and you stockpile out <laughs> there, and that's your service center, Okay. Yeah, I said, the moment your home group provides a service, you do have a service center somewhere. Right. And, and that, uh, right. I, and I didn't even realize that till today because when we were talking about uh, last week and I corrected myself and said, wait, it doesn't say we may create service centers. And I talked about, well, when they wrote those, there were pre-existing service centers, but then there were already pre-existing service boards and committees. I, I think it's more accurate what we're talking about today. There's a service center. The moment your, your group provides a service and, and your group will provide a service, You've got a service center somewhere, a virtual one or a physical one. Like you said, a box in your – you've got a service center. You really do well, as a home group. Well, that's the whole grammatical shift we got to make again and within the fellowship is start yeah. discussing this stuff to get away from the dependency on a primary service center. We shouldn't have primary service centers like that, okay? No, uh, no, no. Like I said, control. this is a, this is a misunderstanding of grammar. Well, that's Sorry, the problem, ahead. what they've done. They've done this here and grammatically shifted the Fellowship Narcotics Anonymous as that is, and that's actually become like a greater power now today. Yeah, you yeah. See, if, yeah. If, if knowledge says it, it's got to be true. Well, if knowledge says it, just remember, their knowledge incorporate is, is a board that's run by the office. It's actually uh, the office manager got veto power over his own board. All right, that the office yeah. makes these decisions and everything is in the best interest that they're doing is in the best interest on profit and making money and keep, keeping that their money flowing to supply that their need for money by that office. OK, people need to understand that. Yeah. OK, that that's what we're dealing with here. And uh, and uh, it, it's a it is a tradition. And the, the fellowship is the groups are bound by the traditions. They're bound by the direction of the groups, and that's where the the separation has to stay at. Is where they're only supposed to be dependent upon the group's direction. Where now they shifted it, where the fellowship is dependent upon their direction. They made a complete shift. Okay, yeah. people need to understand where that shift zero. is at. And, and yeah, primary means ground zero. Right, but people need ground to understand zero, that. Sh- People need to understand that shift that has happened, though. Okay, that we 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 we're depending on them to direct us when we should be directing that body instead. And that's why we're the ones that got to uphold the traditions, not the service center. Service center should be able to be replaced if if need be. Okay. Yeah. Exactly. So yeah, our our, our second tradition tells us. Hey, sorry, folks, we have a, about a one-second delay on the line, so sometimes one of us will jump in and the other one's still talking. We don't realize it. Go ahead, Bill. And the next one says, what does it mean forever non-professional? Yeah, it means that we will never charge for our services, that we will never profit from 12-step work. And, and ask yourself this, 
when when we mark up a book from a dollar and change to print to eleven, twelve, fifteen, thirty dollars, whatever it is people are charging for a basic text, uh, are we forever non professional? It means we will never ever charge for our services. We will never ever charge for our message. Uh I was gonna say do you pay to get into a meeting? Well you go to certain conventions, now you have to pay to get into a recovery meeting. And they will check you at the door and not let the newcomer in. And, and uh, I, I've heard from people who've experienced that firsthand. Uh, we're, we're so far away from that. Uh, but but do we do we mark up our literature? Do we have what Bill was just talking about, a service center full of people who, who are making tens of thousands of dollars a year and sometimes $100,000 a year or more to carry our message where the group's could be doing it as, as opposed to just providing information and taking care of the mundane tasks that the groups can't take care of themselves. And well, it's, I think you, you explained it right there, Chubbs, okay? And, and I believe the word eternity should be used instead for eternity. Eternity, I like non-professional. that. Yeah. <laughs> eternity, we will be non-professional. And that means we don't charge for any of our service. We do not use professionals in that light to make decisions for us. And, and it, we should, we, to be within our traditions, we need to stay non-professional as groups, okay? All right, we have to. If, are we going to end up with these sheer mistakes that have been made over over the last uh, uh, hell going on forty years? Okay, I mean the thirty almost going on thirty nine years that I'm clean. We've been fighting to stop that, and yet they have kept accumulating that professional services within our fellowship. Okay, and they keep violating this principle of of of, of uh, basically. Uh, what does it mean by forever non-professional? They keep violating that non-professional status, okay? And the groups keep feeling like they're entrapped. And, they, and why are they entrapped? Because they don't have control of the, of, the, of the purse, which is the seventh tradition, where all services should come directly from the group baskets, okay? It should not be a charge. It should be that they, they, your service center should have to depend solely on the groups. Decision-making process through group conscious, making decisions by the funds of it, okay? And, uh, you know, I, I just went over this here on some of my dialogue with, uh, you know, the direction the groups gave and created uh, the webmaster situation, okay? We, they're, they're supposed to create a task for us. The task is to bring back a report on setting up a new webpage that they wanted to set up and said they can do such a great job. We told them, we'll set it up and show it to us. And we'll make decisions from that point on. Well, you know, one of them wanted to go spend money, well, and then come back and ask the groups for the money. No, that's not how we do services, okay? You provide, uh, you provide uh, the information back to the groups, okay? And the groups will make that decision, okay? Our home groups already made the decision that starting next June, we're paying for the webpage for the next year, okay? That our group's going to pay for that, okay? For that oh, wow. services, okay? You're talking about the, uh, uh, the, the nahelp.org website. Yeah, yeah, we made a decision we'll pay for it the following year, okay? All right? Mm-hmm. Um, you know, we fought with Jim's home group. Uh, you know, if you remember, Jim's home group wouldn't leave it go and wouldn't let us contribute. They said they would do that, okay? And they did that for years. They did it from 2008 up to Jim Pass, okay? And then we found out what happened when that happened. Our webpage went down mm-hmm. for a piece, and then uh, the 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 group in Holland paid for it, and they got it paid up the next year. 
So our group's going to take the responsibility for the following year, and and then we they can share what it's going to cost to run a web page, and how do the groups want to deal with that issue? Okay, which group wants to take yeah. the responsibility, or are the groups want to participate together and take on that responsibility? But one group's going to have to take the responsibility of paying for it because we don't have a treasury at that level. We're keeping money out of that level. Until uh, we learn on how to deal with it at this point and how where's the accountability in it and stuff like that, that got to be developed by the groups first. At this point, recovery, I mean, historical perspective, in June of 2019, we'll pay to June of 2020 for the web page. Okay, and mm-hmm. uh, that that's our decision. We also made a commitment right. to put up two to three hundred dollars for the fellowship service conference every year, which we've been doing. Okay. Uh, the startup yeah. fund comes directly out of our account. We pay for it, okay? And we don't expect that back, okay? That's part of our contribution, okay, to make sure this thing's off the ground, okay? And then the members that come there, whether the group pays for it or they pay for it out of their own pocket, you know, they pay for the food and, and, the, and the rental of the facility, but our home group is on the line that if we don't get all the money, we got to pay the rest of it. That's our group commitment to do that, okay? All right, so yeah. uh, that keeps it non-professional services. Okay, we hire non-professional services. We hire the facility, and it, we're not asking them to do anything for us. Just let us have the facility. Uh, we'll take care yeah. of everything else. We'll do the cleaning. We'll we'll do our own cooking. We'll make sure everything clean before we leave. We'll have the garbage put in the disposals. You know, you take care of the garbage because that's part of the rental agreement, okay, once we put it there. But we don't want you coming in and cleaning up for us. We'll take care of that service, okay? And we leave, we leave that place in, in probably a 1,000% better than we find it, okay, when we leave yeah. it, okay? I mean, seriously, it's more than 100%. It's a 1,000% because we clean it from <laughs> uh, every, everything that we use plus things that we didn't use we clean, okay? All right? Yeah. It's thick and span when we leave it. They don't even have to worry. Their next group comes in Monday morning. They don't even have to send a professional service in to clean it. We did it, all right, because that's how much we take responsibility in this here, that we want to keep as many professionals out of what we're doing. Totally leave us there. Don't. Well, we're not being monitored by them, okay? All right? Right. Uh, and they're not monitoring us, okay? They stay away the whole weekend. They they may show up on yeah, Sunday when we're checking out, okay? <laughs> yeah. And the only thing they, they'll ever do is if we contact them and say, hey, we need some help in this area, can you help us, okay? Then they're available, yeah. okay? That's part of the contract that we can call them, and if we're having a problem, they'll come in and fix it for us, okay? But we keep them out of right. it, and that's part of our saying non-professional. We keep as much non professional services out of that totally we just hire that facility to provide us the facility we take care of the rest and when we leave we 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 we, uh left that place in immaculate condition that they welcome us back every year okay so uh that's how serious we take it as a group and the fellowship groups take it that responsibility we have a lot more groups participating in the cleaning now than ever before which is really neat okay uh, because we, you know, we got people hanging out afterwards, and um, Tubbs, you're usually one of the last guys that leave there anyway. Okay. <laughs> yeah. You know, yeah. We we're getting our hugs and stuff, and we're fellowshipping, and 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 we're free. You know, no one's bothering us. Okay. Yeah. You know, and that's right. the neat part. So uh, right now, we've gone for about an hour and um, 
25 minutes, okay? Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I think, and there's, um, there's more questions submitted, so we probably need yep. to pick this up okay. on another. Well, we can pick up at question 21, 22, and then questions one through, uh, the new questions one through, uh, which I want to get into, okay, one through six, okay? All right? Yeah. You know, I mean, I wish we recorded that first 20 minutes that you and I talked about. Uh, that's why I like this, because I start this, because my man, we're, we're, we're talking about these and answering them now, um, and we do that a lot. We'll get in these conversations and go, man, I wish I recorded yeah. it. Real quick, before yeah. we get on, there's actually a, a 23 that's not in bold, so we'll have 21, 22, and 23. Uh, just well, Here's the 21 is so simple. It says, why do we need service committees and special workers? Maybe yeah. we start this one like we did last week. With 11. We don't need them. The, the, the 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 right. eleven the you know the, the the two traditions that deal with that uh, they say we may create service boards and committees and we may hire special workers in traditions nine and eight respectively. Now, it, the, the truth is, at some point, every group is going to probably need uh, at least the special or the, not the special worker at, at least at, at a minimum uh, a, a service committee at some point, maybe possibly. Uh, it, but the reason it says may create is those things are not permanent, but there's nothing in those traditions that, that says we need those things. It's up to the well, groups, and we'll, we'll pick up and elaborate more, on that. That's why I want to get more in-depth next week on that issue, okay? And I want to get yeah. into them other, them other questions we have next week, more in-depth and discussion. And I'm, I'm hoping to get Roberto on there, too, with us next week, okay? Because he's also involved in that professional service, which he conflicts with at times, okay? All right? That you were talking about, okay? Oh, the, so the, I like comes into yeah, yeah. Which he he can probably give some insight also with that, okay? So I'd like to get him on there next week. Get him on okay? there, yeah, yeah. You're talking about where he has the conflict within himself, where he can elaborate on right. some of this stuff, right? Yeah, and okay. I like him because he, you know, here's another guy with, uh, you know, uh, you know, like twenty seven, twenty eight years clean, okay, somewhere in there, okay that uh, mm-hmm. later in life got into this, not early in his recovery, okay? Yeah. And still have some conflicts with dealing with people and how do you separate that, okay? Right. Perfect. You know, and then I have some other right. people that uh, it's like Ken from Florida is involved in that stuff, but what he's done is limited his ability where he's only a night watchdog, okay? <laughs> All right? Ah. He stays out of the other stuff, okay? That's why he limited it, okay? He's wow, just a babysitter okay. at night, okay? Gotcha, so, yeah. You know, it gives you a different uh, a different light, and uh, but I want to see if I can yeah, get uh, Roberto involved with yeah. this. That, Eric, I want to see if he's there. I want yeah. Eric to be there because he's having conflicts, and he's not. He, he is a professional in one area, but it's not with the headaches, okay? But it's professional yeah. where you got to watch that he doesn't cross that line, okay? Yeah, I had that earlier in my my recovery where I was it wasn't uh, treatment, but we dealt with it. They didn't end up bleeding in, and then it'd be needed. It'd be real cool if we get Cam, but if we get Roberto, because I think I, you know, I don't want my perspectives I, and my experience guy. to be the only thing. Yeah, yeah, I'm talking about uh, when we get into this. There's some questions for next week that they're gonna get really deep, brother. Uh, that uh, that uh, you and I are gonna have different perspectives, and that that was the one thing because I have what what is right for me. And what is very much uh, in my own personal recovery, where I'm at with it today. But but there's other people who are other places, and I definitely don't want to come across as I'm condemning. Like my word is the fucking gospel, or like I'm condemning 
people who have different experience than me. I think the most beneficial thing for any addict is to hear the experience, strength, and hope of here's several people. Here's this guy with 21 years. Here's this guy with 14, 15. Here's this guy with 30 or 40 or whatever it is. And, and what can, uh, you, you know, what are their different experiences at different stages of their life as they, you know, because again, these are non negotiable, but they're traditions. There's no NA police going to say this is the way it's done. And, and, and so our, our responsibility is to understand these things and apply them in our lives as best we can. And I think that'd be beautiful if we can get at least Roberto on. I know Eric's going to be here, but man, if Ken would jump on, that'd be unbelievable because he'd have well, I'm going to try to get, really um, you know, that. everybody there that's actually having to deal with this issue, okay, that's been there, all right? Like I told yeah. you, I chose not to get involved in that field early, okay, when I had a total paid right. scholarship to go to school for that, okay? Yeah. And, and that comes down to my recovery you know, end of it and my actually volunteer services that I provide, okay, that I made them yeah. decisions, okay? But I like right. to ask a lot of questions in that area on the – you know, because I think we get more dialogue, and the more dialogue we get, the more answers that uh, will be out there for people that are venturing into this, especially uh, because there's some countries, okay, uh, because of their political stuff that's happened over the years, have got away and did away with actual, they, they, it's the only one of the few places they can get employment in now. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah, I, and, I know what you're so, talking about. We, uh, I know exactly what you're talking about without going into outside issues. I, I know the right. places of which you speak, actually. Yeah. yeah, well, that's the problem, okay? It's just like, and you're like, okay, now we're de- dealing with different uh, government situations, controls, and uh, effects it's had on, on, on people, and that's one of their few employment places they can get into, how they avoid these conflicts, okay? Yeah, and, and, and yeah, I think uh, that's a, that's another thing. That's a, well, and I'm not I'm not talking people. I'm not talking about whether socialism is good or bad. But here's if you're in a more socialized country, you may not have the choice of employment that I have in the United States, uh, where I I was able to just walk away from that and and at a at a great financial cost um, to to not participate in that industry. A lot of people are not going to have that option that, that I have, and you've got to provide for your family, and, and that's where uh, there might be a different experience, strength, and hope than what mine has been for sure, because there's no way in hell I would – I'll tell you what, if the only place I could make money to support myself was in that industry because of the laws of my country, I'm, i I got <laughs> to live. That's what our program's about, you know? All right. Well, that's the stuff I think we need to fully get in discussion about and uh, really try to provide, and that's why I want to get as many people besides you and I to talk about these issues. Yeah, I think you and I have had enough experience on these other areas, okay? All right? Uh, yeah. And uh, I've had countless experiences in these other areas uh, that not saying it, it wouldn't be value of other people getting in and asking questions and stuff and creating dialogue, but... Uh, I feel confident with, you know, being involved with as many members I have that when I'm talking, I'm not just talking from my experience. I'm talking with countless experiences of Joseph, Greg, Jimmy, uh, many other older members that came before me, okay? Yeah. You know, uh, and the dialogue and discussions that we've had with Grateful Dave and me, talking with being involved in World PI, being involved in the service structure at that level, that I that uh, I can add a perspective in them areas and question people 
and uh, how to fit within the traditions itself when we're diet, when we're getting involved in these type of situations, how to affect us as a whole for groups to actually start questioning themselves and creating dialogue for themselves. You know, and that's yeah. what our hopes are when you're listening to these podcasts, that you're not taking this as, as verbatim, but you're creating it for a dialogue amongst yourselves to look at these traditions and really start fulfilling your primary purpose. You know, yeah. And that's my hopes in all of our discussions we're having. Yeah. Yeah, yeah I, I, and I, I agree with that. And we try to reiterate this, but maybe not enough. It, it's uh, Yeah, this is not gospel on here. This is... It's not just, like I said, it's not just my, a lot of what comes out of my mouth was not my original opinion, and I fought tooth and nail. Boy, I, I was so, so convinced that we needed specialized meetings, regardless of what the traditions say. And, uh, you know, I, I've changed, I don't like to call it my opinion, but what comes out of my mouth on the traditions, a lot of times isn't the way I would run it if I was in charge, and there's a damn good reason I'm not in charge. <laughs> Well, the, the good yeah, thing is uh, you and I have had it open since I met you online, okay, originally. You and I have had many discussions, okay, that have led you yeah. to where you're at, okay? Um, right. You know, and you were upset mine when I first met you, and your mind has opened up drastically, and, and you have questioned your own thoughts in a lot of these areas, which has taken you on a different road, okay? Yeah, it has. And that's and, and great I'm, part. Uh, a lot of people hear these because we have such strong opinions. And when we speak, I don't like to call it publicly, but like publicly as far as NA goes, we, we, we tend to speak with here's our understanding and maybe it comes across as some sort of authority. But when, when Bill and I talk one-on-one, um, and one of the things we'll talk about next week that I'm not going to get into this week, he didn't tell me, hey, fucker, you're wrong. He asked me questions. <laughs> the, the fucker just asked me questions. And that was what that was what got me because if he's just like, hey, you're wrong, he he might have got me. I was the first time we discussed closed meeting or not closed meeting special specialty meetings. You said, hey, you're wrong. I closed my mind, and then you started asking me questions, and you didn't tell me that's how I had to believe. But with these issues we're going to get into next week, you never once said you're wrong. You asked me questions that I had to find the answers to, and when I found the answers, I went fuck, you know, <laughs> just. And when I find the answers, I didn't implement them. I tried to stay in that industry for a little while. Well, that's the whole thing is getting, getting to the point in recovery where you can question your own self and question your conscience, okay? Or you're never going to grow unless we question our own conscience in these decisions that we make. You know, I was on, right. I was on, uh, I was on Skype this morning and we're going over uh, a section of the four-step inventory guide this morning, okay? Uh, which is really important, okay, uh, with the Russians that I'm doing this with, okay. This morning was a short session, mm-hmm. okay, and I didn't get through too much of it, but I, I shared my experience in an area, and it may not be everyone's experience, okay, but I believe we yeah. have similar similar traits, okay, and I was talking about the sexual areas, okay, all right? Yeah. And, and what it's done to us in our lives and how it's affected our thinking process and how we make decisions based upon that, okay? And where did it start from? And going back to where it started from and doing research into there and seeing how we were molded by other people's behavior, other people's thoughts, and and this is how I become who I become. And then once I got the NA, I had to question all these things, look at the patterns that developed, 
to get help for myself. Yeah, and that it's might a strange great, area to be in. Yeah, well, that might make a great podcast in itself uh, outside these traditions ones we've been doing this year. Um, and, I, I, and I'm not going to ask anybody to commit to anything because we're still recording. We're still uh, on the podcast. But to me, and this isn't part of the eighth tradition, but, God, it's a great discussion, and I don't want to cut it out of this. Uh, and I'd like it to become another podcast, but I'm not going to ask anybody to contribute. But we get into this myth that now we know men and women are different in, in their yeah, yeah, the way I feel sexually is different than a woman uh, who I'm attracted to. It's going to be different than than a man who's who's not inclined uh, the same way I am sexually as far as uh, who they find attractive, uh, you know, homosexual, bisexual, heterosexual, whatever it may be. But when we get down to this emotional level, there's this myth that, that we're so different and we have such different behaviors. And I'm going to put mine out there as, as a man who, who was molested uh, by a female as a child – I'm not talking about the physical trauma. I'm not talking about that at all. But the the emotional repercussion. Men, we we pretend and we put on this air, but the truth of the matter is, I went through those same patterns of abusive relationships, having to be in a relationship to have any form of self worth. Um, the the same the, the stuff that men and I think men need to feel like they can talk about this thing uh, and, and not be laughed at or looked down on. Uh, because I have some very what you might call feminine emotions, but there are really human emotions uh, with regard to, you know, feeling like you or I've had to deal with these things in the past, feeling like I have to be in this relationship, staying in abusive relationships, getting into relationships, and I love yous quickly because I, I need something. And it all went back to this, this sexual abuse as a child. And, and it's the same, the, the emotional part. I'm not talking about physical trauma. I'm not trying to, but it, it is. It's that men are afraid to talk about these things, and we don't need to perpetuate this myth through separating out the, the, the men and the women. Uh, we need to protect our women from predators in this fellowship. Uh, we don't well, need to pretend that, that men don't have these same issues. Well, that's the issue I was going over this morning, okay, uh, which is yeah. I'm going to have to go back over more of it in depth next week. It may take me three sessions to go through that part of the four stuff alone, okay? Uh, yeah. Which... These girls are just thanking me, and the guys are thanking me because it's opening their doors, okay? And, uh, you know, I was thinking about next year, starting January, we start with the first step, okay? We go through the steps yeah. in this discussion that in might, the roundtable. It might be, if we don't get quicker at these traditions, it might be February, because I think we might be finishing up uh, Tradition 8 uh, come the end of this month, but uh, that, well, that might be a good idea to just go through the well, steps. Well, we're going to do it tomorrow again, okay? All right. <laughs> Not next, Sunday. Yeah. next Sunday, okay? Yeah, so t- today is, uh, if, I, if I've got my dates right in my head, today is uh, Sunday, September 16th, 2018. Right. So uh, if you're one of the – now, I know a lot of people listen to this beforehand, but, but uh, over the course of years, you probably listen to this years from now, the vast majority of people that will eventually listen. Uh, but uh, – uh, so yeah, we're, we're, if you want to participate, if you're, you're listening in present time and you want to participate in the discussion of this, this is not limited to me and Bill or me and Bill and Eric. If you want to participate in these discussions, so it'll be, uh, Sunday, uh, uh, September 23rd. And, and then the, the time zones, I'm just going to go through the U.S. time zones and you can get online and look it up for your country. Bill will maybe holler out Holland and China, but it'll, it'll be noon Eastern time. 11 a.m. Central Time, 10 a.m. Mountain Time, 
and 9 a.m. Pacific time, September 23rd, if you want to participate in top, uh, part three of uh, Tradition 8. And I don't know what time you jumped on, Eric. I was, I was looking at the computer screen, but uh, sorry, we didn't acknowledge you were there. But if there's anything you'd like to add, brother, go ahead. No, I, I was just enjoying listening. I, I've been on since I, I jumped on about a half hour in, so. Man, I wish I had, uh, I wish I had your ability in that regard. I'd love to, uh, just sit back and listen on one of these pods. Maybe I will. I, I, my character <laughs> defects are so bad. I, I do. I think what I have to say needs to be fucking heard. And it, that's not always the case. I think at some point I need to kick back and, and just, uh, be the guy pushing the computer buttons on a podcast and producing it and, and let other people run it. Um, in fact, maybe next week, uh, if we get enough people in with different perspectives, maybe I'll just give my general perspective. And, again, if we have so, so a wide variety of participation, if we can get three or four people in with different experiences, maybe I'll just give my experience and then shut up and let everybody else, even if they want to contradict what I say and not rebut it. So, Well, Eric knows <laughs> that he has to be on from the start next week because we're discussing them questions, them five questions, okay, that we did not get to, and plus the it's the uh, – I mean, because once we hit them five, it deals with conflicts of people being involved in professional services that treat addicts, okay, or or treat a form of of dealing with society and their uh, femininity and stuff within as being a professional service person, okay, whether it's treating addicts or whether it's treating uh, sex offenders or any of these type of people, okay. You're dealing with a professional service where you have to respect yourselves, okay? All right? Right. So so we need Eric there, okay? All right? You hear me, Eric? I'll, I'll be there. Okay. Oh, uh, yeah. Okay. Talk, well, you... Oh, go ahead. I'll talk with a few other people and see if I can get them on here next week, okay? All right? Yeah, it'd be great, especially if uh, we don't have other questions come in, that, that limited number of questions, and to have right. a full panel would be awesome. So... Right. Um, Okay, okay, so you have been listening to Autonomous Unity on the Solidarity with Autonomy Network, the SWAN. It's been part two of the Tradition 8 discussion. Please join us next week for part three of a tra- uh, the discussion on Tradition 8. Uh, oh, my gosh, i got to log back in here to end this thing. So uh, if anybody else wants to speak on the topics, I'm gonna, you might get cut off mid-sentence, and then we can just go into the post-conference okay. uh, BS. Okay, well, God bless. Point. You and Eric can talk, okay? God bless. All right? Okay. Right on, brother. Thanks, guys. Is there anything? Hey, Eric, while this uh, recording's still going, anything you wanted to add to anything that we'd uh, said there? No. No, I'm good. Mm-hmm. Okay. And with that, let's uh, end the conference call.